McFarlane, yes, you should be yelling, McFarlane. You know why? Because everyone should be excited about a new Bradford show, a new baseball season, and we're kicking it off with Trevor Story Time. Yep, Story joins us in the Bradford show. Coop and I hash it all out, Story talking about the art of hitting, and also we have a bunch of guys talking about the most important car ride in the history of the Boston Red Sox, or at least in the history of the 2022 Boston Red Sox. And that's the one taken by Story and Bogart's in the back seat, Peter Fatsy and Kiki Hernandez in the front seat. Here's Fatsy. We were all going to take separate cars and we're like, why don't we just hop in the same car? <laughs> and then so we, we threw a little daddy Yankee on and, and made our way there. All right, listen, it wasn't lost on anybody, including Story, about how important and how really that ride got everyone together. Yeah, it was great. He's uh and I feel like I've known the guy for forever, you know. Really? So yeah, it's uh, he's been he's been amazing, and um, really everybody, you know, it's just been they've welcomed me with open arms, and you know, it's a good it's a good group of guys, and I'm just so I'm pumped to be a part of it. Well, like I said, Trevor's story, he's he's really the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to the conversation about how this team could actually change, and when it comes to conversation, there's nobody better than Coop to jump on in. So bringing Coop in. This is Brad Foe. Listen to Story talk about hitting. And at the end, listen to Kike, Bogarts, Fatsy all talk about the most important car ride in the history of the Boston Red Sox. I'll say it once again. McFarland. All right, the Brad Foe show has shifted from Florida to New York. I am sitting in a New York hotel room. Coop, you are back at the Brad Foe show studios. Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you want to make this the Brad Foe show studio. It's It's... It's not much. Well, this makeshift. It's it's like London, Paris, Beirut. Uh, we, can, we can have all the the clocks up on the wall behind exactly. me. Exactly. We have many, yeah. many. Oh, you can hear in the background here the the police Walter sirens, the, the police sirens, the flashing of Times Square. It's all going on here. You know what's going on? Baseball's going on. Baseball, yay for baseball. We're back. We're, we're now. We said we were back. We're more than back now. Well, it is so bizarre that, you know, I, we, I go through spring training and I have all that access and, you, and everyone's just chilling out. You just sort of, this guy's chopping it up, you know, just maybe I might run into someone at Starbucks. You know, I might. Someone. Like, yeah. You or, never know. Yeah. Anyone. I, I might, I Could might, be anyone. I, I might. And uh, and by the way, can, can you hear the police sirens in the background? Yeah, is there is there like a bank robbery going on? No, out it's there? like this is this this does not seem like strategically like a great place to do a podcast. But at the same time, maybe it is because we're setting the whole scene of the series in New York. Um, but you know, it, it's a lot. It seems bizarre that just a few days ago, I'm sitting here typing on my computer, or doing whatever I was was, and there comes a guy. Walking in into Starbucks or Chipotle, and what do I say to a guy who just signs a hundred and forty million dollar contract? I say, let me buy you a coffee, you know, because you know you probably can't afford it if you just signed a hundred and forty million dollar contract. And that, Mr. of course, money bags. that of course was Trevor's story. You know, it's you have to you have to portray the image of being very wealthy. And I think for this podcast, that's exactly what we do. I mean, you could also look at it. As, that's what friends do. We're just we're, we're good friends with Trevor. We're, we're just friends with Trevor. And speaking that's of the Trevor's buzz. story, there's a lot of ways we can go with this. 
uh, podcast is as we sit here, it's it's the eve of of opening day. But you know, I, and you can do the prediction thing. You can do this and you can do that. I I just want to focus on the guy. What do you want, Rob? Rob, what do you want? Okay, okay, Coop. What do you want? Now I I feel like you're being you're being facetious. No, no, no. I'm I no. I want to know what you want. What do you you're, want? You, what do I want? Yeah. I want some baseball. I. I'll be honest. I don't want what I don't want is the Xander and Endeavors talk. I've okay. I've had enough of that. It's so. Let me ask you this. You're oh, a, we're going into it. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 a, you're you're a young man. You're young bucket. You're bringing down the demographic. So is that is that a thing? Like, how many people like in your fan fan world? In your world. No, in your fan world, right? Yeah. In your world, you come from a different place than I do. That's fair, right? I mean, you come from like, the North Shore. I'm from the South Shore. Yeah, exactly. You, you, yep. know, you throw 60 miles an hour. I throw 40. So, whoa, whoa, 60. Yeah, 60. I bet I could pump it up there. No, no. I bet I could hit 70s. Eh, 70 is faster than you think. I know. I used to throw it. I know. That's like that's high school ball. I could yeah. still. I anyway. There's anyway, there's a bet uh, later on in here. Uh, uh, there is. Okay, fine. And by the way, I hope for the uh, you're doing an excellent job with the Bradford Show Twitter account. Thank I you. Just, I just pray. I pray to the podcast gods above that you have the when Matt Barnes comes into the game first time that you have the dog running across the screen ready to roll. Oh, so, I mean that you have to. You right. have to have Callie in there. We're gonna make Callie. Famous. We, Callie is every time. Callie's already famous. We're, I mean, she's there. She's what, like E level? I mean, if, if Matt Barnes is good, if Matt Barnes is good, there is, a, there is literally a, a direct correlation to the dog running by the TV and him being good. That's You're not right. hyperbole. That's true. No, no, it's not. It's not. But what you, you, were, you were saying in my world of, saying, of know, degenerates. Yeah, in your world of degenerates. Um, do, do you get, do you think, do you get the sense that the, like the exhausters and exhaustion with the, the extension stuff, the contract stuff? I speaking for myself. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm someone that tends to like, when I hear a player talk, like, obviously I know they're trying to put out a message, but I think at the end of the day, the players are just like sick of hearing it. And they're like, I would, I just want to let my agent handle this. Of course they oh yeah, of course they want to get their money and everything. They're gonna stick up for themselves, but they like they like talking about it. Do they? Yeah. That's I interesting because like the last they were there. They, they, talk- yeah, they wouldn't they would never admit it. But you know, we had yeah, like Xander talked about it on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um and, and he's never he, of course he's he's gonna be bashful about it. He doesn't want to come across as being like right. And, and, too assertive. I, I don't want to say they like talking about it, but they understand. I think I, I tried to articulate this with Xander. Like, listen, the on the field stuff, that's baseball. There's a lot to love about baseball. Baseball isn't boring. We all get that. And it's for so many reasons. But a, a subset of it all is the contract stuff. Like, it is, and they understand that. Like, it, you know, it's, it, and it's honestly, Coop, it's weird to me because if I was like in, in a profession, and people were coming up to me and said, hey, how's your contract negotiation? That's weird. I would say, screw you, man. It's none of your business. Yeah. But, but there, it's such like a, a thing that's ingrained 
in the whole world that they live in. Like Chris Sale, like Chris Sale, um, I did a story today of him talking about looking back when he signed his deal four years ago and uh, or three years ago. And he's like, and I asked him that question, the same question I asked Xander. And I think I might have asked Barnes too, is that do you guys, you know, do you guys sit around and talk about this stuff? And like, no, maybe not really, you know, maybe in the breakfast room or whatever, but we're so wired to get this job done. And I believe that part of it, but if they didn't like talking about it or, or didn't accept talking about it, then they would literally like say, will you stop asking me about it? Like, That's fair. That's fair. Cause they would put it like a hard line on it that, Hey, yeah, this is like a no yeah. discussion thing. I mean, I'm sick of it. So yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. But I mean, like, as far as for me, I like, I don't care. I hear that they don't want to talk and I'm just like, all right, well, let's focus on the season. Let's see how, cause what they want to do is they want to put on display as well. Like that they deserve that money. And that, that kind of fires me up a little bit when Xander or Devers want to bet on themselves. Cause it's just like, all right, let's sit back and actually see if they can back up their talk. Well, it's also, it's also like, you know, it's a reason why sports media is always, is a, is like another sport. It just is. I mean, we see the numbers, we see like the readership, we see every time, you know, in our world, you know, Alex Reber writes something, it gets read on sports media and it's the same sort of thing where people like behind the curtain and that's and the, the contract stuff is behind the curtain. You know, the contract stuff is drama. The contract stuff is real housewives, how housewives of, of whatever you're from, you know, it, like it's, that's just how it always has been. And people can say that. I think you had said like clickbaity thing and whatever. I forget. I hate yeah. that. By yep. the way, I hate, there's nothing I hate. Worse. I'm glad that you're on board with me on that. I'm not on board. What are you talking about? Oh, were you just repeating what I was saying? Yeah. I was repeating what yeah. you were saying. Like, yeah, because I had said what 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 was it in reference to again? It was the under talking about there the contract, was, right? There was uh, I don't know if it was in reference to that. It was just there was I want to see if I can pull it up because there was something today that actually set me off, and I think it was a little different. I was more so talking about like some of the all right, but you know, clips it, people tweet. Yeah, so the clickbaity thing, like when people say clickbait. I think you got to be careful when you say that because, well, yeah, people click on it. You know why? Because it's because interesting, it's interesting, right? Yeah. Now, if it's if it's um, if it's deceiving, if it's if it's not if it's not representative of, of what actually the story is, then that's different. But if 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 here it is, here's the headline, and the story has something to do with it, and you click on it, you're interested. Well, that's why they're clicking on it. So this was in in case this is something that came up today was the um, people took like the Xander saying he doesn't want to sign with the Red Sox this season. Yeah. And someone was just like, well, if Devers won't sign with the Red Sox. And wait, Xander wait, wait, won't wait, sign wait. The, he doesn't not that he doesn't want to sign with the Red Sox. They, fra- Sox. they phrased it as they don't want. He doesn't want to sign with the Red Sox. He doesn't not at this want to moment, sign for their At offer. this moment with an extension with what they offered. With what they offered. Right. Correct. Yeah. I think well, he would I mean, side with the Red Sox if they gave him the If they gave him like, you know, half a billy. Yeah. <laughs> break out the Mookie contract. <laughs> but um but like they phrased it in such a way that like Trevor Story is the reason that they don't want to sign. And it's just like that couldn't be further from who, the truth. Who said like, that? 
I, I'm not sure if I want to call out the Twitter account. I'm not even sure right, if I can worry, remember it because I just scrolled right about by. It. Don't worry about it. I'm not in the, I'm not in the business that, to pick fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. By the way, and you said like, you know, you would mention, I'm not picking fights with anybody. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I know. My, my you whole, just want to get my, to the root of it. No, my, no, my whole, uh, listen, I'm turn, starting tomorrow, I'm turning over a new leaf. We're all in this together, right? There Baseball you go. Baseball season. Everyone's in it together. We and, can all have and, a bit of uh, baseball isn't boring. Collectively, yeah, we can make it. I mean, it that's up. all. Yeah, that's all. This all. You, you get in our t-shirts, hold hands, stretch across America. Same kumbaya. It, exactly, but um, so you, no, me, Trevor, no, whoever I whoever did that is just wrong. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say like I said on the red. I like you personally. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. The Trevor story thing, and this is, it's a great jumping off point to this podcast, because what I was going to say is that, you know, we can talk about extensions, we can talk about predictions and everything else, but let's focus on the, like, maybe be the biggest story for the team that we're going to see, right? The biggest change in the team that we're going to see, which is what? Young Mr. Trevor story. I mean, if you said at the end of the last year that you're going to have Trevor story in that lineup, like that would be the biggest news. Uh, that would be I mean, you got one of the top five free agents in the market to play for your team. I mean, we were worried about right side of the right side of the defensive field. I was. We I lost. Was. You weren't. Okay. Oh, you had all your faith in uh, Bobby Dahlbeck. No, I'm saying Christian Arroyo hasn't made an error since June. That's 2nd, true. I more so meant. I more so was going towards like the bats on that side of the field. Oh, okay. But because we lose, we lose our two guys. We use uh, Kyle, and we lose um, Renfro. And the question then becomes: All right, we need to get a bat in that spot. And Trevor Story answers that question. You don't have to get two guys to play either field. It would be nice not having to do this whole well, is Jackie going to play there today or not? But we do have someone on that side of the field now that can hit and hits the ball pretty well. Yes, he can hit. He can hit. Speaking of Trevor Story hitting, so. I basically gave you, when's your birthday? August 28th. I gave you an early birthday present. I, I, and thank you, Rob. I interviewed, the world I, today. I interviewed Trevor's story about hitting. So um, it's a good six minutes. And so what, what I want to do is I want to play the interview. And then I want you to react. And then I'm going to give you some bonus Trevor story. And you haven't heard this stuff Ooh. yet. I like this. This but, is a good birthday. Yeah, it is. I don't. I feel like Trevor Story is your guy. And by the way, we do have confirmation. Confirmation next week. I hope that you will be up on the Green Monster with Matt Strom opening up baseball cards. Let's go, Matt. Yeah. Let's go. I had a nice interaction with him after I said thank you for coming on the show and everything. And I, I was hoping to see him later on. And he said, "We'll we'll probably be crossing paths." Yeah. So, so there, there you go. I'm excited about that. A lot of presents coming your way. So. Um, but so after you react to the Trevor story hitting conversation, there was a moment that I think you much like the Matt Barnes dog moment, there were signature moments in spring training. And one of them was this car ride that they took to Port Charlotte, which is about 45 minutes, an hour away. And Xander Bogarts and Trevor story were in the back seat, and Kike Hernandez and Pat, Peter Fatsy, the hitting coach, were in the front seat of Kike's oh my Wagoneer. And so I got each person to talk about the car ride. 
And so that is on this podcast. That's incredible. That's a yeah. meeting of minds right there. Yeah. And it, it was like this, and it, you know, it, it, it could have been perceived as, well, they need, people needed a lift and we just got in the car and we just went and, you know, we played tunes and, and there was nothing to it. But no, 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 no. You'll hear it that this, this is, again, much like Matt Barnes' dog, this is a defining moment. This will be a defining moment. In, in the building of the Boston 2022 Boston Red World, Sox. World Series DVD material. Right, exactly. I mean, basically, we are documenting history on this podcast. This is We're like, historians. Well, yeah, it's like a, the Smithsonian of podcasts, right? You can relate I, to that. I'm okay with that being our tagline, the Bradfoe Show. <laughs> there you go. Smithsonian of podcasts. Okay. Exactly. I mean, if, not, if that doesn't lower the demographic, I don't know what will. All right, let's listen to Trevor's story talking about the uh, the art that is hitting a baseball. What time or person has had the most influence on you hitting-wise? Um, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a couple for sure. Um, I'd say Brandon Sherrard, who's been my hitting coach since I was, you know, 14 years old. Um, and he's, with, he's been with me ever since. So um, he's definitely been there with the time and, um, you know, putting in the reps and the work with me on a daily basis um and then you know from a player standpoint probably nolan um just kind of you know being around him and really learning kind of learning how to pull the ball the right way is what really you know helped me tap into my power and um, so i'd say those two guys are, are the most influential so to go back to um your first your first hitting coach when you when you have that as a 14 year old What's the thing that you look back and like that? Like for me, like it's something as simple. Like okay, you know, when the pitcher raises his leg, you start shifting your weight. Little, the what was the thing that, as a fourteen-year-old, it just clicked for you? Um, really, just like thinking about uh, being level. You know, uh, I know a lot of, especially nowadays. It's, you know, people talk about swinging up or swinging down, but really, I, I try to you know swing level like you do back in t-ball. But um, so really, just feeling like my hands are traveling through my chest. That's I think that was probably the biggest cue that um, really popped off for me with Brandon. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about Nolan, you know, when you get to the to the majors and you're and you're going through that process. Um, you obviously have been able to hit because you've got to that point, right? But like you said, what you said, pulling the ball, or what was that the biggest thing with him? Say it's okay to pull the ball, or yeah, I mean, is yeah, that exactly. what it was? That was it. Yeah, it was like, you know, like why? Are, my thing was, you know, I was trying to take that inside pitch and kind of fillet it a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, that was, uh, you know, some guys can do that, but for me, that wasn't the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And once I Started to backspin the ball that was in, and yeah, realizing it was okay, and like you can practice it. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. okay to practice pulling the ball, um, especially with nowadays um, all the velo and stuff. It's you know guys are different, but um, for me that that's the cue that worked. Well, it's interesting. I was talking to Ryan Fitzgerald um, about hitting home runs. Like he's isn't a big guy. He let the grapefruit like get home runs, you know. And he's hit home runs. You're not an enormous guy. You hit home runs. Can you can you appreciate like that? 
or even pass on advice. Say, hey, listen, you don't have to be a mammoth guy because it's it's about executing your everything that goes into a swing. That's what leads to home runs. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, my swing is, you know, pretty much been my swing since I was, you know, a kid. And just trying to find the most efficient way to get, you know, get it off every time. And um, I think the biggest thing I would say is, like, just know, like, know yourself and know who you are and, like, totally buy into that because, um, you know, if you pretty much just play in your strengths, you know, that's, for me, it's, you know, I hit the ball in the air. So, like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. Do. But for me, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to. It's just that's kind of my natural swing. And, um, but knowing yourself and knowing your go-tos, then, you know, if you, if you hit the ball the other way, then hit the ball the other way. But if you're able to pull the ball in the air and that's great too when you're in a home run derby does it do you have to change your swing uh not really no <laughs> no but that's the point that's yeah. why you're in it right yeah that's why i felt comfortable doing it um i hit a lot of line drives which that's what i was trying to do you know <laughs> I, yeah, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't really trying to launch but yeah just uh hitting line drives and you know they went out so then the last thing is this so everyone talks about colorado you hit the ball in the air fine do you think that's overstated, like the the whole Colorado thing? Uh, I mean, there's there's most definitely some truth to it. Um, yeah, I think the what kind of goes unnoticed is the the bigness of the outfield, um, and I think more than like cheap home runs, you get the kind of the dinkers in behind the infield in front of the outfield. Mm-hmm. I think those are the ones that um, kind of show up more than like a cheap home run or something, but. Um, yeah, if you hit it, if you sky a ball, you know, it, which doesn't happen very often, hmm. you know, there's, there's a chance it could carry a little bit further. You made mention in your press conference that, though, the, that the, actually the thin air, you might, body-wise, it might, not being in it might have a, a positive effect. That's the first I ever heard. I love the way that, you know, you thought about Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, no one really... Uh, hears about it because you know unless you're kind of going through it and um but yeah you know the altitude uh, plays a big factor in recovery and just less oxygen you get to your body you know um and you know less moisture and so you're just kind of a little dehydrated at, you know to begin with and um and over the course of a summer that probably wears on you a sure little bit. Yeah, sure yeah. and just kind of going back and forth between sea level and, and the two is is tough but you know while I was there, I embraced it, and I, I tr- really tried to. Uh, feel like I did a really good job of it. But um, what do you have to do? Just really hydrate like crazy, really? and uh, just always doing, you know, soft tissue work. And always just kind of staying ahead, prehab type stuff. And um, I think that's what why I was able to stay on the field most of the time. All right. Well, thanks, man. For sure. All right. All right, Coop. You're welcome. That was awesome. That was I like. I, like we've said in past interviews, like I geek out when guys start going into the, the tools of the trade. Okay. So take, take me through it. Let's go. So first of all, you, you, like any hitting, any hitting class, they're hitting a instructional period that you go to talk about balance. And he dives right into that. And he talks about the, the thing I love is his hitting coach from when he was 14, still working with him. Like, that's awesome. Like when, when you are young and like you really start getting into baseball, most guys probably fail like me, but you do. If, if your parents are fortunate enough to get you a coach, or if you are fortunate enough to come across someone on your block that can mentor you a little bit, it's awesome. You make like a a cool connection because it's, 
not like a father figure or, but it's like that coach figure. And it's someone that you can always go to like outside of just like a practice or a game. So for him to carry that on up until like the pros, like that's the dream of, I think like anyone that is in that position. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. So as I, as I wax poetically about the, how great baseball is in that sense. Uh, but the second thing is uh, his approach of doing. So what I did, and I, I stopped myself before this interview about getting into it is right away. I pulled up a 15 minute long uh, highlight reel of Trevor story, just hitting. And like, as he was talking about it, I was like, all right, so his hands like here, he's keeping them back at this point, his front leg. If you watch, he keeps it up a longer time. He's setting up for where that pitch is going to be on the side of the plate and steps towards it. And you can see him like, as he talks about the balance and I would recommend anyone that wants to kind of pick up something, go back and do the same thing. It's type in Trevor's story. It's the first hit on YouTube and just listen to this podcast once again, because you're going to love it. And you're going to pick up something right before tomorrow. I think, and I think a lot of people, honestly, you know, they've seen smatterings of, of Trevor's story on Nesson during spring training, and they've, they've, they've soaked in the pictures that we've painted with the words on AM radio, on, on, on WEI. You, you did a terrific job with the Red Sox radio broadcast. Yeah, well, no one, yeah, no one painted the picture better. So, but, but really, it's not until now, it's not until you have these games, the real games, that you get, a, you're going to get an appreciate for Trevor Story, appreciation for Trevor Story, because Coop. I mean, another thing, I always get a kick out of this, like when people are yelling and screaming about Trevor Story as a free agent, like at least fifty percent of them had never seen him play, right? Yeah. That's a fact, and that's so, kind of like that's the downside of baseball. Is I think that was the segment last year on EEI where they were like saying like name three superstars in baseball, and like if you would be able to recognize them, and if they're outside like the Red Sox market. And I think Trevor Story and like Nolan Arenado had come up and like people were just like, I could not name those people. So so speaking of Nolan Arenado, in this he mentions Nolan Arenado's name, right? Yep. So he is basically he has the, the heading coach when he's 14, and then the the next guy is Nolan Arenado. So that's, there you go. That's a one A, one B. That's quite a duo. Old hitting coach and then like but, one of the best hitting third basemen. But so if if what Nolan Arenado taught according to Trevor Story, taught him should scratch right where Red Sox fans itch. Because what did he teach him? How to what? Go the, uh, to pull, pull the ball. The ball. Pull yeah, the ball. right over the monster. Let it air out. And you, you guys had talked about that, like whether like getting backspin on the ball is going to help him out or not, or if he's going to be airing the ball out. Well, and... he said, like, again, he's not a huge guy, right? He's, he's, no. he's about, you know... I, I was trying. He's actually taller than I thought he was because I'm. I kept looking at him like oh, he's like five ten, but then when I'm interviewing him, he's like my height. So he's about six feet tall. Obviously, in much better shape than I am. But his whole thing was, well, I, I always like was taught go the other way, go the other way. Not a big guy. And then Nolan Arenado said, hey, don't you? You could pull the ball. It's okay. And it reminded me, as I mentioned, right with Ryan Fitzgerald, it's, it's okay to hit home runs. It's okay. It always it's comes more back than okay. To, it always comes back to Ryan Fitzgerald. It's okay to hit home runs. The By guy, the way, 6'2", six, six, yeah. two, 213. Who? Trevor. He's not 6'2". That's what's listed on baseball reference. No, there's no chance he's 6'2". 
Nope. Six two two thirteen. One hundred eighty-eight nah. centimeters. It's if you no, carry, it's no chance he's six two. He's got to break out the tape measure the next time we nah, see him. I'm telling you, like I'm like, there's no chance he's six two. I mean, he's, that's he's, like the Edelman how they bump him up to like five nine. So what do you think? What do you what do you think Xander is? What's Xander listed at? I mean, shortstops are never that tall, so I'm no, gonna say I, no, no, no. But what's on on your on whatever your baseball reference? Let's see. I mean, it also, I mean, baseball reference also had Mookie Betts at like 160 up until like two years ago. Take a guess what Xander's at. Uh, for height or for weight? Height. 6'3". Six, 6'2". Six, See, there's no way. So <laughs> that's just not true. I mean, like, th- th- there you go. He's, Xander is clearly taller than Trevor. That's Schwartz. just their default. I, I like, I... <laughs> you look up Dustin Pedroia, and he's also 6'2". It's basically the Marcelo Meyer over-under. That's what I call it. That's what basically yeah. that's what 6'2 is. It's the Marcelo Meyer over-under. So, but like you were saying, he wasn't big, and his his option was put the ball. He just puts the ball in the air. Right. Uh, what is out of curiosity? What do they have Xander's weight? Because now that we oh, this know, is this is that, really bothering you. I think now, it was two eighteen. Now that we have documented proof of what his weight is. 218, yeah, so you could figure out the BMI. Yeah, 218. There. No, he said 225 on the podcast. That you say 225. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, so. You send me all these wonderful interviews to listen to. I have to make room. <laughs> There's only so much this brain can hold. Okay. Um, so so anything else from Trevor's story? That- I mean, that that's about like the fact that he can put the ball in the air and he's been focusing on trying to pull the ball. I mean, that's a perfect... You didn't, mention, you didn't mention, the, like, for me, the most interesting part, which was the altitude stuff. Like, to me... Yeah, I, I didn't fully understand that. Was it, like, a TB12 type thing? No. So, um, so this is, I think, you know, this has been a, a huge conversation. Well, not huge. This is part of the conversation. Can he do this outside the altitude of, of Coors Field? And in the press conference he had, he made mention of that it's going to be better for him because the altitude playing in altitude wears you down over the course of of a season which i had never even heard before but Is it was just, just because like oxygen like levels like up yeah, higher yes like it's like yeah it's you just oxygen, fatigue more yeah or you fatigue exactly, faster exactly again thanks for listening but it's, like, it's it's like but this it's Yes, I mean that. That's what he's saying, and and he's so he's spinning it the other way around. How this is actually going to help him, which I had never heard before. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, that's an interesting way to look at it. And you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you still aren't going to be ben- have the benefit of of having the the thin air when you're hitting the ball all over the field. But you know, I I look at DJ LeMahieu, I look at Nolan Arenado. I, I don't buy into that stuff too too much. Like like when Todd Helton's up for the uh, Hall of Fame, I'm like, well, I'm not going to say he's a bad hitter because if he just because he played in Colorado, you know, I think it has a little to do with it. But you know, it's it, not like it completely changes who they are. No, no, no. So yeah, so I I think that overall, like people are going to enjoy watching Trevor's story play. I don't know where his numbers will end up. I don't because listen, his numbers ended up just, just over 800 OPS last year. It was a you know it was what wasn't it was probably his worst year honestly. Um, but I do think they like they'll like him because I think he's a good defender. 
I think he'll be an even better defender at second base. Um, where that'll lead, like in terms of conversations going forward with Xander and everything else, you know, it, it and I and as you'll hear this with the with the car ride stories, you know, Xander has totally embraced this guy. I mean, I can like honestly say that that's true. Like Xander is is Xander understands that like if they win, it'll be good for Xander as long as he's staying at shortstop. This is a big deal. He has yep. to stay at short. He wanted to stay at shortstop. He has to stay at shortstop. And to me, I don't, I don't care if it says 6'2 or whatever for Trevor Story. I look at the two guys. I'm like, that guy looks like a shortstop. That guy looks like a second baseman. That's just me. So there you go. Well, I mean, one's technically taller than the other if you're saying 6'3". Not according to baseball two. ref? Oh, not yeah. according to baseball ref. Yeah, right. exactly. So they, they can be interchangeable. Which, which also has the uh, nickname for David Ortiz as the cookie monster. So, Does it really? There's some. I know football reference. They throw out some really random. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know what's going on there. I've slowly have developed into a. I no free ads, but Fangraphs guy. No, that's kind good. of been my go-to. That's good. That's good. You're you're an educated, Thank you. educated human being. Expanding um, the, my mind. So uh, when people are, I encourage people who like yourself, who are jetting their way to to New York for the weekend. And just to sit back and listen to this podcast and acclimate yourself with young Trevor's story, um, get to know him a little bit better, get to know Coop a little bit better. When you, if you're out there, say hi to Coop on the in the in the um, in the concourses of Yankee Stadium. As I'm really like, about. what should what should I expect going into that? Uh, where what where are you staying? Uh, I'm staying in New Jersey. So I'm taking Amtrak down. My buddy, he, okay. his parents live in New Jersey. So we're just crashing there. Um, so what shouts you, out. I, to I mean, you take the, you take the subway and I don't know. I mean, I mean, I from know. the stadium I itself, I, I don't know if you're a huge stadium guy just cause you're probably so used to them. But I mean, like one of my favorite things is visiting new places. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I mean, I wish I could tell you like, this is unique or that's unique or, it's not like Camden Yards. I mean, yeah, like everything. Camden Yards, beautiful. Yeah, and you walk around Camden Yards and you see different things and the different, you know, the Yankee Stadium. I mean, you walk around and it's not like you're going to walk around and be like, "This is different from that side of the park or this side of the park." Um, so it's all pretty know, uniform. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but it's still like the 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 best thing about it, I think, is that. The atmosphere is good. The fan, the the fan vitriol, solid. You know, especially for big games. Now, I mean, listen, it's great that they're back. It's great that it's the first weekend, so there'll be a good crowd there. But I know this in playoffs in 2018, I had never, ever, ever, ever been a place louder than that. Like the Fenway crowd, for the Yankees wild card game, that was nuts. That fun was game. absolutely fun game nutty crowd, everything else. But in terms of actual noise, that last inning where the Yankees are coming back and Eduardo Nunez has to make the throw to Steve Pierce, like that that last inning, that was like the loudest I've ever heard. That was uh, – and, and players, I, I've said this like since then, and, you know, like – it feels like you, their fans are just like coming down on top of you, down on you. And you know, you look at Kimbrel then, you know, he was melting down and he was soaked, right? His arm was soaked. And there, and there was, it wasn't hot. Like it was just nerves, man. 
Like it was, it was crazy, and that's why when you look at that play, Coop, the Nunez to Pierce, like just snapping such, his ankle, such an underrated play, like such an under, like like it was such an awesome play on both ends of that. Anyway, do you think that he made it more difficult for? I mean, he this oh, is a oh. whole different difficult uh, uh, conversation. Uh, Nunez, make it more. Difficult I thought, for I thought Pierce? yeah, no, he make it more difficult for. It. No, make it more difficult for himself. Why? It was like a slow roller. He came in. I mean, it, I, I thought in the moment, I thought it was a little theatrical. I still loved it because it was my team. Well, being listen, Eduardo, you know, why don't that's you what know? I mean. He's known for being yeah, the Dodgers. He's like the story of Cora. Yeah. 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 But no, nah, I mean, I, I just think that was a great play. And, and by the way, the still shots of like Steve Pierce stretching, it was like insane. Like it was like an insane play and, and how close that was. Because I do think that if the if the Yankees win that game, the Red Sox are momentum in switch, deep, deep yeah, trouble. Pitching doesn't line up, and then everything else. But anyway, I hope you enjoy yourself. Uh, you deserve it. Thank you, thank and, you. And uh, we'll re we'll reconvene, and and then you know, when the series is over, we'll reconvene about what what exactly we saw and and young Trevor's story and how he uh, he pulled the ball or didn't pull the ball. There you go. Right. So you're, you're gonna be screaming from the stands. Look at what he's um, doing. Look at his back I leg. I don't know if I'm going to be screaming. I'm just going to probably keep my head down and, you know, keep my nose clean. That's, I mean, now that you're famous, you better, you, you better I, wear a hat. I just have a punchable eyes. face. No, it's just very punchable. You're going to wear your baseballs and boring shirt? Of course. I was, I was going to have something planned. All right. We got, I, we got, I think, I think uh, they're giving some out uh, outside the park on opening day. Oh, a little tease for the folks. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. They're all over the place. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Trevor Story. Uh, so I'm just going to finish it off with with this Trevor Story story about a car ride that we will never forget. Felt like it was necessary. So instead of riding in two or three cars, we just, I have a big, big rental car here. So we, uh, all three of us, and then Pete and and Brandon, the trainer, we all just went in one car and drove an hour there, an hour back, and we had some good talks. I mean, Trevor obviously being the new guy, it's, it's great, probably Xander is just saying this, it's great to just be locked in a car, chop it up, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, that's what, I mean, that's part of why we did it. Yeah. Not just to, like, save gas or whatever, but it was more to, like, you know, it gives us an hour there and back to not have anything to do but just sit there and talk. Did you? Per- I mean, did you sort of organize it or? It was an unorganized organization, but yeah. Yeah. Can we say what type of car it was? Yeah, it was a Wagoneer. Nice rental car. Marcus Atoro hooked it up. Did you get a sense of like there was a productive car ride? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all awesome, awesome guys. It was fun. You know, it's like the side where it's like we're all here for the same reason, you know, and it's a work day. But it's 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 anytime you're able to just kind of hang with your teammates and or just people that wear in the same uniform, like outside of you know the field is it's it's great, you know. Yeah. Like that's this that's like the the team building atmosphere that you want. So it, it was good. Kike called it. I forget how he exactly phrased it, but sort of like a disorganized organization or organ like something like it was like it, it was kind of meant. Oh yeah to, yeah, to yeah. get together so you guys could get together. Like. Yeah, so the whole intent was get more at bats and just kind of spend some. You know, like those guys were staying back, get some more at bats, 
Um, and it's one of those things where we go over, obviously, the minor league staff is, like, really uh, – it's really great because we're popping back and forth between fields. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the intent was to get five ABs. They swing pretty well, too. But, I mean, just, like, the the ride itself. Oh, like, the, the ride, yeah. Like, we, we were all going to take separate cars, and we're like, why don't we just hop in the same car? <laughs> and then we, so we, we threw a little Daddy Yankee on and, oh, did and made our way there. Oh, who, like, so you were driving? Yeah, yeah. And then – Kike. Kike was uh, he's riding shotgun. Trevor, Trevor Bogey, yeah, and, and they the were two in the pilot, and then B uh, Brandon Henry, one of our trainers. Brandon Henry, he was in the way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we had a good ride. Yeah, it was, it was could you sense, and obviously, like the reason we even heard about it to begin with was sure. like Trevor and Xander like hanging out together for whatever. Of course, could you even though you were. <laughs> In the front, listen to whatever you were listening to. Could you yeah. get that vibe? Oh, like, we, it, the whole—I mean, the whole group, right? I mean, it was—it was fun. We had a lot of like a lot of stories, a lot of laughs, like yeah. sharing different, you know, just funny uh, experiences throughout throughout the game. It yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, everybody was, everyone was hanging. It was—it was a lot of fun. The drive. Who drove? Pete, the hitting coach. Oh, he drove. Yeah, he drove. Who sat in the front? <laughs> Kiki sent it for me and uh, Sorry, and then in the back was Brandon, one of the trainers that went with us. On the, oh, on so the you trip. guys sat in the second row? Yeah, we sat in the second row. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Brandon went in the back row. Did you, I mean, is it, did you actually talk about baseball stuff or is it? Yeah, just, yeah talk yeah. about baseball stuff, you know, guys that teammates that, you know, some of us played with and, you know, funny stories yeah. and stuff like that. It's 45 minutes, what, an hour, 45 It was 54 minutes. minutes, I think it was. 54? Yeah. So it's good. I mean, you don't get locked in a car with someone. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's a little boring when you go on your own. Yeah, Also, yeah. when you got to drive back after, yeah. after that sun. <laughs> but it was... <laughs> Did you feel like you, you get to know him a lot better just in that day? Yeah, because, I mean, you hear, you hear some interesting stories, you know, and... And obviously some of the experiences that he, he had playing baseball and stuff like that. Uh, we didn't talk about no contract, anything like that. We oh, no, talk. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just baseball and, and, and life. Obviously, we, he had the baby the other day, too. Yeah. So let's kind of talk a little bit about, about some of those stuff, but it was cool. 